Just Our Real Estate, episode number 180. Good. I'm going to use it constantly. I will credit you, but I'm going to use it constantly, oh, just so you know. Fine. Good deal. So when, when you Google that pretty soon, my name's going to come up and you're going to go, hey, I said that. <laughs> All right, thank you, and welcome to Just Our Real Estate. I appreciate you being here. If this is your first time uh, visiting the show, listening to this program, then I welcome you. Thank you for being here. If it's not your first time, welcome back. My name is Mike Simmons. I am your host, and I am going to bring you a special treat today in my never-ending quest to inspire you and to keep you motivated and to make sure that, you know, not only do I give you good, sound real estate, advice and direction and content, but I also want to give you inspiration, right? So having all of the knowledge in the world without taking action, without having that motivational push is really useless. And I know that because I read tons and tons of books and read tons and tons of websites and web pages about real estate investing before I actually got in the game, like before I actually bought my first property. And it took someone motivating me to get me over that hump. I had all the all the knowledge that I needed. I learned and I got myself educated, but I needed motivation to get past that. And what I wanna share for you today is an interview that I actually did about six months ago with a guest of mine called Farnoosh Brock. Farnoosh is amazing. She's an amazing motivational speaker and life coach. and. The interview has gotten so much uh, feedback and I've gotten so much good feedback and it's so popular that I wanted to make sure that everyone had a chance to hear it. It was a fantastic interview, um, mainly because of, uh, of Farnoosh, not so much me, but the content and the, and the material that she delivered was really powerful. And I think it's important because here we are six months down in the year, right? Or the other way to look at it, is six months left to go. We have six more months to make good on all of the goals and all of the promises that we made to ourselves about what we were gonna do. We have time to get our butt in gear and get out there and make it happen. And I think guests like Farnoosh and inspirational, motivational, highly successful people such as her are a really good source of that inspiration. And I wanna bring it to you because like I said, it was so powerful. I think it deserves a second second listen or if you've never heard it because there are almost 200 episodes now on this podcast if you've never heard it which is 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 entirely likely if you just found us recently I want you to hear it it's worth pulling out of the archives and playing so without any further delay let's jump back into this interview rewind 6 months and let's get re-inspired like we did at the first of the year when this first aired and get our motivational you know, button gear and get out there and do it. So here we go, Farnoosh, back in January interview that I did. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you enjoy it again if you've already heard it. Thank you for dialing us in. I appreciate it here at Just Start Real Estate. I have a real treat for you today. We're going to set aside the hardcore real estate discussions. We're not going to discuss uh, how to buy houses uh, as low as possible. We're not going to discuss how to hire contractors. Today, we're going to talk a little bit of motivation, a little bit of mindset, and I have a guest on that is absolutely perfect for that. Her name is Farnoosh Brock. Farnoosh is a multi 
passionate entrepreneur, a published author, speaker, business coach, and personal development blogger. She started her own media and publishing company, Prolific Living Incorporated, after leaving a 12-year successful career at a Fortune 100. She teaches professionals going through mid-career crisis how to move up in the corporate ladder or get out and start their own business. You can learn more about her programs at smartexitblueprint.com and fasttrack.com promotion.com. Welcome to the show, Farnoosh. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here and thank you for the warm introduction, Mike. You are very welcome. And uh, we spoke a little bit before the interview. I have to admit, I am absolutely hooked on your website, Prolific Living. I think it's uh, such a great resource and we'll get into that a little bit more. Um, But before we get started, Tell me a little bit about yourself beyond the, the 12 year in the corporate. I, I got that. But where, what were you doing in that corporate job? What was your job and how did you find yourself where you are now? Yes. I asked myself that question a lot the last recent years. What am I doing? <laughs> and I didn't have a good answer. But um, I started uh, in engineering. That's my background, very technical. So I started at this company. I went into the customer support. I did that for a few years. So to give you an example, when Goldman Sachs had a problem and their phones were down or their network was down, they would call me and I had to fix it. It was very oh. stressful. I did that for a few years. I did technical writing, sales operations, project management, portfolio management, executive communications, you name it. So I was moving around, getting a lot of experience and uh, trying to find that ultimate fulfillment while working on climbing the ladder at my corporate job. So I did a lot of things. And in the end, I decided that's not for me. (laughs) So I left at the height of my career and started my own business. And that's incredibly scary, I would assume. That, that, I mean, it wasn't like you were trying to, to start a career or find some success. You had found quite a bit of success, actually. Yes, it was a very successful career. I had really everything. I worked from home. I traveled internationally. I had fun projects. I loved my boss so much so that we went to his wedding. And um, I really liked my colleagues, but I stopped believing in the company's mission and direction. And um, I wasn't happy. You know, it's as simple as that. It comes down to happiness and um, you just need to make some tough calls. So um, it took me a while, though. It wasn't overnight. I was unhappy for a few years. It got worse. I got into blogging and writing and finding other things that I could be passionate about. And um, it just changed my perspective around work and profession. And so it was a journey, but it wasn't as scary because at the time I quit, it was actually a matter of just, in a way, survival. I I was just dreading what I was doing. So it was the best thing to, to move away and start over. Yeah, and I think that, you know, it goes to the old saying, money does not equal happiness. And I think that you are a good example of that. You had a very successful financial career, but it wasn't, you weren't happy, right? I mean, just because you had the financial success, it doesn't mean that it equated into ultimate happiness. Yes, yes. I mean, money can bring a lot of security. I, I, I'm, I'm very fortunate that we had that. And um, it can bring happiness, but it doesn't necessarily. 
So um, yeah. we, we had a, a lot of success uh, at my corporate job. And I think it helped me build the security and the foundation for a number of years so that now I actually can do what I want to do. And I hired my husband in December so we can both focus right. on what we want to do without having to worry about the bills at the end of the month so that we can really, really build what we believe is going to be a remarkable business. And that's, that is, that's got to be a great feeling. I mean, that's great. You've hired your husband and you guys are working together. I assume it's, it's a cohesive and, and, and things are going, and things are going well. I guess it doesn't necessarily, maybe that's a bad assumption, but it's I'm going to say, assumption. yeah, it's an adjustment. <laughs> it be, right? I, I like to say it's an adjustment and, um, it's something that, uh, y- you may be surprised how well it can work out, but there are some things you have to watch out for. So the whole working with your husband, I think that's a great topic if you ever want to explore that call me. But um, we're beyond the adjustment period. It's wonderful. He is absolutely just just been great. He's wearing multiple hats. And um, we, we are very good. We complement uh, strengths and weaknesses. So you really want to look at that and, you know, divide the, the tasks and the projects so you get the most. So it's working out great. I'm very happy. Good. And that, that's fantastic. And I actually can relate to that because my wife is my business partner as well. So we have found that same, you know, strength and weaknesses and what she's good at and what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. And, and it really is powerful once you dial it in and you realize what everyone's role is going to be. It can be just that much more powerful. And then you have someone right there who's your biggest supporter and someone who can help you along the way. And I, it's just in the, the trust factor, right? I mean, it's someone that you completely trust. And that is, uh, you can't put a price tag on that. Well said. One of my favorite words, trust. You cannot, yep. you cannot put a price on that. Absolutely. Okay, so let's fast forward a little bit. And I'm just going to say, because I have been all over your site today, and, and, and uh, we spoke a little bit beforehand, you were just in an accident. Correct? I was. I was in a horrible what car happened? accident. I'm able to say that without crying now. It was only oh, two days ago. And oh. um, I, my doctor, I went today and he said, I really dodged the bullet. Our cars were towed, but uh, both drivers walked out with just a few bruises. And um, I'm just so happy that it wasn't worse, that nobody was hurt terribly. But um, it's just excruciating for a few days as your body heals from the impact. So, no, thank you for mentioning that. And I'm just actually a lot more excited about life, if that's possible. Yeah, and what I like that you said, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but what I like what you said, and I was reading the the post, and and I'll talk about this a little bit too. uh, I wasn't planning on talking about it, but I just loved it so much. And you you got in an accident, and like you said in in your post, most people will get in an accident, and then they'll take inventory of their life and reassess what they're doing and you know I'm not happy I need to change things you got in this accident and then you realized I actually am doing what I meant to do I don't want to change anything and I think that's awesome yes yes with one exception I think I'm going to turn in my license and just say look I really don't want to drive anymore <laughs> so um <clears throat> yeah I just um don't enjoy that but yeah I'm like I really love my life as it is I just want more of it so um it, it was a good reflection with the good results. Yeah, and that's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's good that everything uh, turned out and everyone was okay, relatively speaking. Aside from the bumps and bruises, everyone walked away. So that's that's the important thing. That's right. Yep. So just real quick, I have to run down these. And again, this wasn't planned, but I just mm-hmm. I just loved them. And I think it's so appropriate for my audience mm-hmm. and it's appropriate for the subject matter today. Uh, the, your Your latest post, The Nine Mistakes That Rob You, 
from living your dream life. And whatever your dream life is, that that's up to you and that's personal and, and what you consider to be a dream life. But these nine things were so great, each and every one of them better than the next as I was reading. I just want to run down these real quick and, and get a little bit more uh, feedback from you. Um, so number one, you had you wait for the right times and conditions. All right? These are the things that rob you from living your life. So waiting for the right times and conditions. I know this hit me personally because I did a lot of research on my, my chosen path, which is real estate investing. And it, it took me a long time because I was waiting for that right time. And it, you did the, the right time. It doesn't, it doesn't come. It, now is the right time. And mm-hmm. I think that that's, that's important for people. Um, and again, I'm just going to go down these real quick. Cause I just, I want to, I want to get through all of them. Uh, you look for approval from others. Wow. I mean, the, the, your friends and family can be sometimes be, the thing that does stop you from right. achieving, right? I mean, they're you know they're they're trying to be helpful, but they're they're also scared, and they've never done it, so they're telling you, oh, that's crazy. You can't, you know, like for you, you can't quit your corporate job. Right. That's that's crazy. You're making money. Why would you do that? And they're trying to look out for you, but really, they're they're sort of stopping you because you you're waiting for the that approval, and it really might not come if you're doing something different. Yes, yes. Did you talk to my mom? Is that is did you know is that how you know exactly what they said? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying if if you had a, a very lucrative corporate job and you quit, I guarantee someone in your family said that's a bad idea. Everyone, everyone. I mean, my brothers are the entrepreneurs in the family and they are very good. I was the very, you know, conservative employee with a job and um, me quitting. I thought me quitting was shocking to them. But then when I hired my husband, that was really taking a big leap of faith. So um, we did not get the full support, but that's okay. And I think I have... I have learned so much from that. I have learned really quickly that you don't need to, you can't expect everyone to understand what you're doing. And that's what we want. The approval comes from a desire for being understood. And you cannot, and that's not the same as being loved. And once you get this, and you separate it in your mind, and you remove that expectation that my parents don't understand me, they don't understand my dreams. Yeah, they don't. They live in a different generation. They grew up in a different time, and in my, my case, a different culture. So you cannot expect that, but they love you. So you have to find a way to still do what you want and not abandon them or not hurt your relationship with them. So it's really, really hard, and um, it's something that I have had to work through. But once you remove that expectation, I think the hardest part is over, and then you move forward and they will come around. It will be surprising to you how well they will come around once they see that you are actually happier doing this thing, whatever that may be. Yep, you're absolutely right. And I know I'm a parent. I know that ultimately what you want for your kids is for them to be happy, right? right? And sometimes you worry about their decisions because you know it might lead <clears throat> to financial <throat> struggles for a while and you mm-hmm. think that that could make them unhappy. And that's the source of it all. And that's the next one you talk about. You think you need a ton of money and that stops you. And I like what you say. It's very, it's mm-hmm. very straight to the point. It's you, you need far less than you think. And it's a very good excuse that people use, but you have to drop it. Yeah. You have to stop using that excuse. And I love that. Just very straightforward advice. Um, you hope it will happen by itself is the next thing. It won't, right? <laughs> These things just don't happen. You don't change your life. It just doesn't uh, fall into your lap usually. You have to make it happen. Right. So, you okay, number five. I'm just going down the list because these are great. You question your own talents and brilliance. Yeah. Awesome. 
Awesome. Just not enough self-confidence. Right, right. Yeah, we just don't have it. And because you're taking a new direction, you just don't know. But I think that comes to what you said earlier, trust. So you have to trust. You trust your partner, but you also trust yourself. And once you trust yourself and you, you still make room for learning, whatever it is you need to learn, but you can do it. You are smart enough. You are talented enough. You are brilliant enough. If nobody has ever said that to you, it doesn't mean you aren't. So Absolutely. you just need to find the right people that see that in you. And that's okay, too. So yeah. um, that's a big that, one. That is that is a big one. And that's awesome. <laughs> I think the next one, it, it freezes people maybe more than anything that I've seen, is that you judge your ability based on your past mistakes. So, you know, it's the whole the past, your past doesn't equal your future um, saying, and I think that that's key. You make a mistake and then you get very conservative and you withdraw into a, into a shell and you just figure if it's, if you screwed it up before, you're going to screw it up again. Right. And they're not related. Just like, you know, they're not related. related. Like I'll use an example from gambling. I used to gamble. I loved it. Okay. (laughs) I'm I'm not ashamed of it. Do you know roulette? Roulette is where, you know, they, they, they roll a number or they, they, uh, you know, they, um, pull a number and, um, You think, you look at the board because it shows you the past history and you think they're related. So then if, if, you know, zero double zero came up three times, it cannot come up the fourth time, but they are random. They are completely independent events. The past does not dictate the future, but you look at the past and you can't separate it and then you can't see the future and you cannot understand. There is just no relationship just because I had a car accident doesn't mean it's going to happen again, or I'm a bad driver. I mean, things happen, and you just have to learn and move on. So maybe the roulette one helps people remember it. So Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Now, I'm going to jump out of order. I want, to, I want to leave one for last because I really like to talk to you more about it. So the next one I'm going to talk about is you are afraid, you are afraid it will be too hard to achieve your dream life. Again, it goes back to just being afraid that you can't do it. Right, that it's just going to be too hard, and you, and you're never going to do it. So why bother starting? And I think that that freezes a lot of people. Right. Um, the next one is you count on luck to come around and leave and leave your life to chance. And this is kind of that roulette thing, right? I mean, it's not roulette, but it's the luck, the the, the luck of the draw. You're hoping that your number will just come up magically, and everything's going to fall into place. Right. Right. And and you and create your luck. So yeah, yeah. And that's such a that's such a that's such an important thing for people to know that, yeah, you create your luck. Don't wait for luck. Make your own luck and get out there and do it. So the one I wanted to, to hold back on, because I'd like to hear more about it, I think it's interesting, is that you don't believe you deserve to be that happy. Right. Right. What is that? What What is that in people's heads? That I mean, it sounds crazy to say it, but yeah. it's a real thing. People are afraid of happiness, or they don't think they deserve it. That's That's the thing. I think whatever you you have had in your upbringing or your past, I think you think okay, you want to be relatively happy, or or you're happy enough. You have certain things in your life, but if your dreams are big and bold as they should be. Then you think, oh, so that's going to be so much. Can I, do I even deserve to have that much, to have that much happen to me, to have all these things in my life when you naturally compare, you know, you know, all these people, your friends or family who don't have that much or haven't been as fortunate. And then you think, do I really deserve to be that happy? Do I really deserve to have that much money, that much happiness, that much success? And so you then, Look at yourself and you, you 
usually don't think that's possible, especially, again, if the people around you haven't had a good life or haven't taken action in their lives. And I think that one is is a secret one that holds you back. You don't really see it. It's very intangible. Well, all of these are intangible. But in your mind, you limit yourself. So if you could be running much, much faster, you run just fast enough to where you make people proud, you have some success, and running is just a, a metaphor, and you just don't really go above and beyond. So I think it starts by just saying, look, this is what I want. It's okay. It's fine. And not being ashamed. If, if, you, if you don't do it, it won't happen. You, you, you limit yourself. There is no way you can achieve the things you want if your mind says, I don't deserve it. I can't do it. It's too hard and so on and so forth. And uh, your mind really, really determines your reality. So this one, and it's not easy because if you've thought this way all your life, it takes a shift and shifts happen slowly. So I think it's good that we're talking about this and hopefully it gets people to just think about it. Yep. And just to kind of pull a random quote out of your post, because I loved it so much, I had to write it down. In your post, you you made you had a, a quote. You said, later murders dreams. And I thought that was I thought that was cool. I liked it. It was very attention getting. And it's it's so true when you put things off to later. It, it, that really is. Uh, it, yeah. it murders your dreams. I mean, it does. It's a great way to put it. Thank you. Thank you. You can have it. You can use it however you want, Mike. Good. I'm going to use it constantly. I will credit you, but I'm going to use it constantly, oh, just so you know. Fine. Good deal. So when, when you Google that pretty soon, my name's going to come up and you're going to go, hey, I said that. <laughs> But I'm going to say it more than you. Good deal. (laughs) Okay, so your website is Prolific Living. What does it mean? What is Prolific Living? What is that? So um, it's, um, I would say it's a way of living where ultimately you are in charge. You run your own show. You're not a victim. You know, you're not a victim of circumstance. You are a winner. So whatever your circumstances, you are a winner. And I live and breathe what I preach. So I believe it's possible to achieve it in my life. I have done it, and I help people achieve it in their lives. That's awesome. And I, and I think that's you know what I love about your website, one of the things I love a lot about it. But what I love about it is it's very straightforward advice. It's not all just, you know, petting someone's hand and telling them how great they are. Some of it is, hey, you, you need to you know stand up and take a little bit of responsibility, and you need to just do some things that you need to do. Don't don't you know it's not i don't know how to put this tough love. you're not just it's tough love That's you're not right. just being nice and i and i really i really appreciate that because sometimes when it's all really nice and candy and roses and puppies you start just feeling like no matter what you do is fine uh, oh this, you know whatever i do i'm a winner no matter what right. and and it's like you know what sometimes you need to just be told the truth and you need to have it straight and sometimes like you said tough love and I think that is so key you'll never get out of what you're thinking now if everyone just tells you how wonderful you are sometimes you have to go these are the things you're doing that are wrong stop doing them right. and it's as simple as that right right right, right. I love that good love that. good I'll so, keep doing it then <laughs> well, yeah I think it's working for you regardless of what I think but for the record I love it thank you <laughs> so you did break out of that rat race like you talked about your corporate job mm-hmm. How did you find, what finally tipped you over it, right? You were making good money. You, you were blogging a little bit. What made you finally say enough is enough? Um, it was actually a project that they put me on that really pulled it a trigger. So I was blogging. Sure, I was like probably blogging more than I was working and still making 
my money, my income, you know, I had stock options, all of that good stuff. And I knew I was getting pulled in this other direction, but I thought it was just a hobby at best. And um, I'm going to take it seriously, but it could never possibly take over my income and my career. So I was having those thoughts and then my company put me on this project and I didn't want to do it because it really went against my core values. I had I didn't want to have anything to do with it. It had to do with their upcoming layoffs. And so I begged my senior director to get me off the project and he said no. And uh, and I thought, "Oh, I'm I'm between a rock and a hard place, you know, I'm stuck." And then I remembered, I have a choice. I can't move around now in the company to go to another project, but there is the door and I can walk right out. Yeah. You know? And so yep. That was really the, but that's what, that was the last straw. Things were building up and I was really very, very unhappy. And then I realized this, this is a sign. I really need to take action and, and use it. Yeah. And I think that's important. You, you know, like you said, a lot of people would look at that situation and say, well, I have no choice. I'm out of options. I guess I have to go ahead and do whatever they tell me to do. But people do overlook the one option that sometimes is not really evident to them. And it's that you are in control of your life. If you, if you are, incredibly unhappy, then leave. And yeah, there may be an adjustment to doing that, right? There might be a financial adjustment, but yeah. you know, at some point, you know, you, you have to live your life in a way that you can look at yourself. And like you said, what they were asking you to do went against core values. As soon as you start ignoring your core values and doing whatever you're told to do, you are going to be empty inside. You're going to be unhappy no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is something I actually, I actually help people both get promoted in corporate, believe it or not, because that is one of my passions, but to go about it the right way and also leave. And for the people that I help get promoted, it's actually very important to understand you have those options and you can work with them. And uh, if you feel like you don't want to be there, the, the company will understand that and will feel that. And you, it's not even fair to them that you continue doing that. And, and stay there when you don't want to be there because then they wonder, why am I not moving up the ladder? Well, the company knows who their true cheerleaders are. So from their right. perspective, you know, if you have checked out and left the building, so to speak, then you cannot expect to move up and be promoted. So you owe it to yourself and to them to make a decision, right? And yep. that's either leaving or changing your attitude and really embracing things and going forward, you know, with a full heart. And then that's great advice. That is really good advice. And I, I know you talk about, you write about actually affirmations, right? What, mm -hmm. Do affirmations work? Are they, are they, are they, can they really affect you? Just positive thoughts, positive affirmations, can right. they work? Yeah, I actually have done a post. Do affirmations really work? Because I get this question a lot. And like I told you, I come from an engineering background. I like logical, you know, mathematical you know, ways to go about my life. Yep. And um, I will give you one example. Okay. So I use affirmations all the time, but I get lazy about them too. But as you said, I'm recovering from this accident. And what happens is when you have a bad event happen to you, what you do is your mind loves to replay what happened and make it worse and worse and worse by replaying it. So the accident happened once, but we love to just repeat it and feel sorry for ourselves. So I was trying to do the opposite. I was trying to really apply my healing last night. So I was taking a very nice bath and I was just repeating these positive affirmations. And I started before the bath in excruciating body pain, Mike. 
you know, from just the accident. I can imagine. Yes. And I know the water and the bath helped, but I was just, I kept saying it, you know, my body is healing itself all the time. My body is healing itself all the time. Something really simple. And I went to bed pain-free. And I'm not telling you they physically heal you. I'm just saying your mind is so powerful. So use it in a way that works with you, not against you. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, your your mind's constantly talking to you. It might as well be saying something positive. I I couldn't agree more. And I think that that's something people understand. Your mind has a constant dialogue going, whether you know it or not, or whether you you like that or not. There's a dialogue going. Yeah. And I will add one more thing. I will add one more thing to affirmations in defense of affirmations. They have actually done some scientific research on this because Louise Hay started the work with Behind Affirmations long time ago. And, you know, she has helped so many people. She has a whole organization that helps AIDS victims just, you know, come to terms with their conditions and and prisoners and so many others. And they have done scientific work. She's worked with MD and research, and they have concluded that it works. You know, it works. It helps you heal in combination with other things, but they have actually done the scientific bit, too. So that gives you a little bit of assurance to, you know, look into it. Yeah, exactly. So then people can stop asking if affirmations work. We've proven it. Now now it's time to start applying it. But like you said, it's not it's not just affirmations, but there is a component there and that they mm-hmm. are they are helpful. So I think that's important for people to understand. Right. So what are the main reasons people fail to take actions on the things they want? And you coach people, you obviously are talking to people all the time. Mm-hmm. What do you feel what is it that's holding them back from actually going and taking the actions they need to take? I think it comes down to thinking that they cannot handle failure. You know, simple as that. They cannot handle it because failure failure is inevitable. It will happen. And they think they just can't handle it. So they just don't do anything. They just freeze. They don't take action. They they think about it. They, you know, plan things forever, but they never do anything. And what you don't know is just how much you can handle and how much you can do and overcome when you're going after something you want. So I help them just get over that mental block with um, both with, uh, you know, mindset changes and also actually practical things that can prove things. So one thing really quickly you can you can do is look at your life and at where you have failed, even if you've been super conservative and then look at how that played out, right? I, I bet you, you have overcome things that probably surprise you now when you look back, but you've already done it. So there is your proof that if it happens again, you will be fine. Sure. And that's, that is a, that's really good advice. I never thought about it that way, but you're right. That's, that is, <laughs> that's very powerful. You can handle it. There you go. Yeah, you can, you can definitely handle it. And if you look back, you've handled, you've handled failures. Right. You have, like you said. And that's, that's a really, that's a really good way of looking at it. You don't have to worry about what happens when there's a failure. You've already probably experienced it and you've gotten through it. So that's, that is a very important message, I think. Thank you. So what are, you talked about failure. Okay. Mm-hmm. What are the misconceptions, if any, that you found about success and failure? So, um, so I think that the one I mentioned, you know, about failure, I think that's, that's the big misconception that you sure. think you cannot handle it. About success, I think the biggest misconception is just how well you can handle it, believe it or not. So a lot of people actually don't really think and prepare for success. So, and this was very counterintuitive when I first thought about it, but um, by doing that, what happens is you actually prevent massive success. So 
I think what you need to do is really actually put yourself in that position of being massively successful and think about how that will play out in your life, how right. it may not change some things as it shouldn't and how it will change certain things. Because look at the people who win the lottery, like 99% of them end up broke, broke, yeah. broke. Like that, that is just crazy. How could somebody just do that? And that's because they cannot handle success, even though winning the lottery isn't a success. Bad example. Delete. <laughs> you know, I don't think it's a success at all. But I think you really need to prepare for success as well as you prepare for failure. And once you yeah. get those out of the way, you know, you just move forward. You can handle both of them. That's really, I think, the biggest misconception. Yeah, now I think you're absolutely right about that, Farnoosh. That is really good advice. So you you coach people. You definitely talk to people. How do you mm-hmm. get them to start work? I mean, so mm-hmm. they have to start somewhere. How do you get them to break through that fear? So it, it depends where they are, what their situation is. I mean, we do a lot of exercises. You know, I basically ask them a lot of questions. I mean, I don't ever tell my clients what to do. They come to the conclusions by themselves. So I just guide them and the right questions get them to think, oh, you know what? I am actually good at that. Or you know what? I really don't want to be doing this anymore. My husband just keeps telling me to do it or whatever it may be. So we do a lot of Q&A sessions and we go into these brainstorming sessions where I help them picture what they want, what they really want versus what they think they want and kind of put that vision out there and then we work backwards. And once you do that, you know, once you put it that way, then you start to really hit on all the different fears that stop them and then we we would go through it. So what's the worst thing that can happen? Okay, you don't get any clients. Big deal. And then you move on and then you get clients, right? For example, like that's one of the biggest fears, yep. believe it or not, for people who want to start a program that's service oriented. What if I don't have clients? Okay, what if, right? So if you're doing this at home, you know, one thing you can do is just ask yourself questions and just continue to answer your mind when the doubts come up, then respond. So what if? So what can I do next? Well, you will be a failure. Will I really be a failure if I don't have clients? Is that really true? And actually, Byron Katie has these four questions that help you get down to the truth of the matter, (laughs) if you will, right away. So I don't remember them right off the head, but one of them is, is it true? So all those assumptions you make, most of them negative, which are because of your fear, ask yourself, is it true? Is it really true? That's it. And you're like, (laughs) you know what? That sounds simple. That sounds simple. Yeah. yeah, and 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 it probably isn't. And you are so much smarter and more capable than you imagine. So so that helps them, and and that alone, I think, really has helped a lot of my clients just go out there and and really kick some butt. I'm really proud of them. <laughs> yeah, I think that's great. And like you said, if 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 it's getting the client is the is how they feel like a failure. I didn't get mm-hmm. a client. I, I mean, to me, you didn't have a client before you started. So if you don't have a client, you really haven't failed. You've, you're no worse off, right? Yeah, exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, I, and I think that, that that holds true for any business, right? Anything you want to start, anything you begin, you started at ground zero. So if you're at ground zero in a month, you haven't really lost any ground. So there's only up to go. Exactly. So what are the characteristics? You talk to a lot of people. What what are some of the common threads, common mm-hmm. uh, characteristics of people who are living a prolific life? 
Ooh, some of the characteristics. Well, they're happy, you know, that sounds simple, but they're really genuinely happy. So when you speak to them, they're excited about their life. It doesn't matter what they're doing. It could be anyone. I think my my mother-in-law is happy. Uh, We have very different values, very different lives, but she is genuinely a happy person. And I enjoy her company immensely. And, uh, you know, I, I just think if you are doing what you want to be doing, then it comes through and that's in your work and in your private life. So I think happiness is a good one. Trusting yourself. I really like to hammer this one because we don't trust ourselves enough. And the foundation of it is trusting yourself, which then helps you make the right decisions for yourself, which helps you not rely on everyone else and then look for approval. And it doesn't mean you just, you know, don't listen to anyone. It just means when it comes to it, you trust yourself. And that's really grounding and really affirming about who you are. And I think, you know, a little gutsy and bold because it takes a little bit of that to kind of take some radical uh, directions in your life. And uh, you may want to break free of what it is you're doing and go in a different direction. And, and I think that's okay. And people who move in that direction, you know, they're gutsy and bold. And um, I think you have that. Maybe you haven't put it to action in your life, but you have it. So um, boldness is probably one of the characteristics. So yeah, I, I think that's great. I think people, <laughs> everyone has it within them to be to be brave. Totally, you know. But they, like you said, it's it's part of the mindset. They have to they have to really understand how badly they want it, and they have to understand maybe how unhappy they are. And the only way to get out of that is to be a little bit bold. And I think that that's important for people to understand. Yes. Okay, so if I'm someone who's um, I've talked to you at a at a, at a get together, a gathering, a party, whatever, and I said, mm-hmm. hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and do this thing. I'm I'm excited about it. What would be the parting words of advice for them as they go about starting their path down whatever it is that makes them feel fulfilled? What would you tell them as they walk out the door? So I already said, trust yourself. Can I use that again? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one, so you can use it again for sure. Okay, good. No, really, this good. is important. You gotta have some faith in yourself because. It really comes down to you. Like the person in the mirror is the person who's going to change things, who's going to make things happen, who's going to create happiness, who's going to be of service to his community and the people that are important to him. So maybe stop waiting. You know, I think waiting is just, it's one of the worst things. If you can just stop waiting to be happy, to do the thing you want, to pursue your dream, to take that art class, to to apologize to someone, right? Whatever it may be. Waiting is this weight you carry every day with you. And um, it's really not necessary. So maybe stop waiting and um, as, you know, something to take action on, just go out there and the thing you've been waiting on, do it tomorrow. And then email Mike and tell him you've done it. That exactly. <laughs> and you've like created like probably the best segue of any guest I've ever had oh, because the name of this podcast is Just Start Real Estate. And I think that's basically what you're saying. Quit waiting. Just start. Whatever it is, just start. Exactly. Awesome. So as always, everything we've talked about, everything that we've discussed, all of the great insights will be available on my website at juststartrealestate.com forward slash Farnoosh Brock, and that's F-A-R-N-O-O-S-H-B-R-O-C-K. Definitely go there and check it out. Go to her website, Prolific Living. We've talked a little bit in the intro, especially we we mentioned smartexitblueprint.com and 
FastTrackPromotion.com. Is there anything else you're working on or excited about that you want to talk about? Well, I am writing another book. I have a health oh. segment, segment to my to my you know business. So if you are you know health is so important. You know, don't overlook your health. And um, I do a lot of holistic nutrition. So I've written a book on juicing, the Healthy Juicers Bible, and I'm writing another one for my publishers, the Healthy Smoothie Bible. And these are just Ooh. a way you can really boost your nutrition with a lot of greens. I know this is totally off topic, but it really isn't because health is so important. Yeah, it's a component of of being healthy and happy and successful, and I think it all ties in, and you're absolutely right. We will have links to those uh, books on the website as well, so definitely come there and check it out. I encourage you to go look at those because you're absolutely right. Health and the way you eat and the way you take care of yourself, it's all part of the whole package. Right. Thank you so much, Mike. I really enjoyed speaking to you today. I enjoyed speaking to you too as well. And again, thank you for doing this. This was wonderful and I was excited to do it. Like I said, I've spent the better part of today on your website reading and and just going, wow, this is great. This is great. And uh, I really wasn't even planning on going down your nine mistakes that robbed you from living a dream life, but I just was so felt so strongly about them. I I said, I've got to share this with my listeners. It's great. Please go to our website. It's it's just packed full of really good information. Too kind. Thank you. I was honored to be here. Thank you. Honor was all mine, and, and I thank you very much again. All right, guys, what did I tell you? Farnoosh is the real deal, and she really delivered. I love that interview. I hope you enjoyed it again, or if you've never heard it, I hope you enjoyed it for the first time because I just think that was awesome. Okay, before we go, I'd like to ask you to do me a quick favor. Please, once you stop listening to this podcast or once you're done with this episode, run over to iTunes and give me a rating and review. That is the best way that you can show appreciation for the podcast, and I would really appreciate it. It really helps me get found in iTunes, and ultimately, it helps me reach more people and help more people, which is... You know, it's the it's really what I'm doing this for. So if you could give me a rating review in iTunes, I would really appreciate it. I would consider it a personal favor. All right, guys, until next time, be inspired and get out there and make your success a reality. 